what is a different story I could tell myself right now? What is a different possibility for me in this scenario? So once you understand facts, stories, feelings, and you combine that with radical self-awareness and radical self-responsibility and radical permission, things start to get a little bit more like clear, I guess you could say. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast & Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my darling. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, I'm so grateful that you are here with me on this journey of life and growth and embodiment as we walk with courage and fear in pursuit of what sets our souls on fire. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here with me and, you know, just giving me grace. I did not release a solo episode last week. Um, I was navigating some pretty heavy stuff. And my intention with this show is always to show up 100% in service, 100% in alignment. Are there days when I quote unquote, don't feel like it? Yes, of course I'm human. And usually I can navigate through those feelings of resistance because I really just tap into my vision and my mission and you, and I think about the listeners and my purpose and why, and the impact that one voice, one listener, one episode can make. And also 
sometimes there are moments in our life that require a greater devotion to the inner work, to space, and a greater devotion to permission. If you did listen to my last solo episode, I talked about the three phases of embodiment. And it's radical self-awareness, radical self-responsibility, and radical self-permission. And we can experience these these three levels of embodiment over a lifetime and in a moment. And I had some experiences that happened to me last week that really gave me an opportunity to be radically self-aware of how I was feeling, the energy that I was in, and to be honest with myself about that and what I needed. And I was able to have radical self-responsibility in honoring that space and honoring the tenderness and honoring the feelings and honoring my process. And part of that looked like myself above all other responsibilities, myself above all other obligations, because my number one obligation is to myself so that I can be in service. And then radical self-permission to be okay with that, to be okay with missing a week, to be okay with asking for support, to be okay with space and grief and all the feelings that I was feeling. And it's okay. We're still here. Nothing terrible happened. The show literally still goes on. And I trust that you, my community, my people understand. And I also want to be the example that it doesn't always have to be perfect. It doesn't always have to look a certain way. And that you have permission to change your mind at any time for any reason, especially when your soul needs the space, especially when your soul needs nurturing and care. And that was kind of the space that I was in last week. I got some really unexpected news two days in a row. And then I was navigating through something that was really, really challenging, completely unrelated. And it all happened at once. Have you ever had one of those experiences where you just feel like <laughs> when it rains, it pours and where else can I be tested? Like God is really testing me today. And so I want to share the topic of today's episode is really all about, um, the difference between the facts of any situation and the stories that we create and how this can literally change your relationship to conflict or even to pleasure or any little like literally anything but more specifically to conflict especially inner turmoil or inner conflict so this was a powerful realization that i had years ago so i think it was 20 maybe 2010 i think it was 2010 i attended my very first personal development self-help seminar called the Landmark Forum. Now, my I have a family member that had worked at the executive level of Landmark. Uh, my family, they've all done it. My mom had been begging me to do it for years, but the timing just wasn't right. I just wasn't ready. I didn't I wasn't in enough pain, quite honestly, in my life, or I didn't have enough self-awareness to my contribution to my unhappiness. And I finally got to a point where I started to notice some patterns in my life, specifically in dating. I had been uh, in a relationship at that time and it ended and I was devastated over that, even though I was the one that ended it. I was starting to see patterns in my relationships and starting to feel like really unfulfilled. And I knew that there was some things at the root of it, relationships with my dad were reflecting relationships with men and I was feeling really stuck. And so I finally said, okay, I, I really desire something different for myself. So 
radical self-awareness, right? I was really aware that things weren't going the way I wanted them to. And I was starting to have an awareness that I was at the center of that, that something was off in my decision-making, something was off in my relationships and I had a deep desire to change it. So I was open. The timing felt right. I was in another relationship at that point and I wanted it to go well. I truly did. But again, I was starting to feel like there were some areas of opportunity for growth. (laughs) We'll just call it that. So I attend this, this seminar and if I'm being fully transparent, I now, and even then don't feel as though the seminar leader was really that skilled in understanding trauma. I think that I got what I needed from it, but also, um, was re-traumatized in some ways and not supported in safety. And that was painful for me to experience, but ultimately it was my experience to learn because it taught me how to have more discernment. Um, but what I really took away, the one thing that has stuck with me since then until now was this idea of facts and stories that in any given situation, any conflict, any experience from someone cutting you off in traffic to, uh, you know, someone passing away to losing a job to a heartbreak, some, I mean, whatever it is from something simplistic as being cut off in traffic to something as painful and grandiose as losing a loved one. There are facts of every situation, every experience that we have in life that we can't debate these facts. They are what they are. We can't change them. We can't negotiate them. But then there's the story that we create that fills in the gap and helps us to rationalize our experience, helps us to find comfort in the experience, helps us to um, compartmentalize, helps us to break down, to understand, to accept, to digest the facts of the situation. And what happens is mostly the facts are not the thing that really have a great impact on our life. It's the story that we create around the fact. And there are things that have happened to me in childhood, facts of a situation that I've created a story around that I could trace back to childhood that still impacts me today. I'll share a quick story. So I've shared this before on a couple different platforms about being the victim or being the hero in your story. And every story that we tell has a villain. Now the villain thinks he's the hero in his own life. He's you know, convicted in what it is that he's doing. And the hero is also convicted and they're both right. (laughs) So I guess maybe there's three layers to this. There's the facts, there's the story, and then there's the truth. And it's, it's all open to interpretation with the exception of the facts. So anyway, so the facts were my friend and I, when I was younger, I was maybe, I don't know, 12, 10 or 12 years old. We're having a conversation about our horses And she was telling a story about how, um, her horse, like, I guess it was thundering and lightning out and her horse was like going crazy and like bucking in the field. And just like, this is what horses do when the horses can sense when the barometric pressure changes. And when a thunderstorm is coming on, they get all antsy. It's like, they can feel the electricity in the air and they snort and they stomp their feet. And it's that same feeling when like the hair stands up on your arms, that's what it horses experience. They're very sensitive to energetic shifts and emotional changes, changes in emotional state. 
So they get feisty and, and they get um, like spicy. They'll start running around with these bursts of energy and they'll start snorting and, and making loud noises and whinnying and like bucking and, and running around in the air because they can feel the electricity. They can feel the storm. I think we can sometimes feel that too. Like those butterflies in our stomach or that first rumble of thunder. You're like, oh, this is like a really good thunderstorm, right? So she was telling me this story about how her horse was like jumping and, and bucking and just like, you know, whatever, having a, an experience. And I was so excited because my horse did the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, mine too. And da, da, da. And so I'm sharing in the experience of, of this story with her. And she got upset with me she kind of snapped at me and, and she made a comment along the lines of like, you know, basically saying something like, why, why do you always have to brag about your horse when I'm talking about my horse? And I didn't know that I was doing that. It was innocent, but it, it took me aback because I clearly, clearly hurt her in some way that she would snap at me like that. It felt, it felt, um, hurtful. And I, I like formed this belief like, oh, I can't do that. Like, it's not safe to do that with your girlfriends. It's actually a bad thing because this is what's going to happen. You hurt their feelings and they get mad at you. So I formed, I created this story that it's not okay to shine your light when other people are shining theirs. Like each person gets their own stage and you can't try and uh, participate in that because you're taking away from their moment. Or like if, if, um, you know, my friend is celebrating, I can't celebrate myself with, with her and, and like chime in on that. Like I have to keep that to myself. And so it just became this pattern in my life of never really wanting to celebrate myself. I would always wait for other people to celebrate me. I would celebrate everyone in my life. And this happened a lot when I was in network marketing. Like I love, I love celebrating people, celebrating my team, but I would never celebrate myself. I didn't want to be that person because I felt like it wasn't safe. Story, totally not true. So in that situation, the facts were her and I were having a conversation. She shared part of her story. I shared my part of my story and she responded. Those are the facts. We were, you know, hanging out. She spoke, I spoke, she spoke facts, but the story is open to interpretation. I created this whole story that became my truth, became my operating system for female relationships and imprinted on me such a deep programming that I did not even have self-awareness around. It like got filed away until years later when I started to examine sisterhood wounds and I started to look at my programming and I started to look at my own leadership and I started to look at where I was dimming my light and how I was hyping everybody else up, but wouldn't hype myself up and imposter syndrome. It, I started going back and back and back trying to figure out what was the moment? What was the thing? What was the story? What was the thing? What was the action? What were the facts? What was that moment in time where the story was created? Because there's always a creation story. And sometimes we can't remember it and sometimes we can, but this is where it's so helpful to have radical self-awareness about the things that you want to change. So facts are 
you can't change them. But what we can do is look at the story and, and pick something different. So this has been hugely helpful in my coaching business. This has been hugely helpful in my personal life. But the one thing that I really want to anchor is that what comes along with those stories are feelings. And while the story may be changeable and not true or true, or we could pick a million different stories, right? I could pick a whole new story that my friends, my friend was really insecure and that, uh, you know, it, I did her a favor, you know, or I could have created a story that that's just who she is. And it didn't even bother me. Right. I could have created a million different stories, but the feelings that come along with our stories are valid and real. So my, my invitation to you is if you are in a place in life where you feel like the stories that you've been telling yourself are not serving you, like you're in this story loop have you ever had this experience? I've had this where I'm so convicted in my story and I'm repeating it over and over again. And it like takes over my life and I literally can't stop telling it. And I tell it to everybody who will listen because I want to be acknowledged in it. That story gets to be changed. We have a choice in the stories that we tell. The facts can't be changed. The story can, but the feelings that come along with those stories are not to be bypassed. The story can be bypassed. The story can be changed. The story can be diminished. The, the story can be dismissed, but the feelings are valid. The feelings are valid. And so there is gold in this self-awareness and self-reflection because we get down when we understand the feeling behind the story, we can start to understand how we relate to the facts. Let me repeat that again. When we really understand and bring awareness to the feelings behind the story, we can start to see how we relate to the facts. So for example, let's say you're early on in dating and you like this guy and you feel like things are going well and he says he's going to call you for like a phone date at six o'clock and six o'clock rolls by, rolls by. He doesn't call six 15 rolls by. He doesn't call six 30 rolls by. He doesn't call six 45. You send him a text message. Hey, are you okay? I, you know, we had a call at six o'clock, no response. Maybe by seven 15, you might be like deleting his phone number out of your phone. And you've created this whole story that he must be seeing somebody else. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't value your time. He's wishy-washy. He's not a man of his word. I can't believe I didn't see this red flag, right? We can literally go down a rabbit hole depending on how we relate to the fact, simple fact that he was supposed to call you at six o'clock and he didn't, and he has not responded to your text message. Those are the facts. Now, how we relate to those facts will show us a lot about where our mindset is and our attachments specifically in dating. So if 
your, like, if you've called him 15 times and you've texted him 30 times and he's not responding, that's what I would call an anxious attachment. If you delete him from your phone and you block him, that's an avoidant attachment. You're avoiding the conversation. You're avoiding conflict. I'm not an expert on attachment styles. There's a book called attach that you can read, but I'm just using this as, as an example. So one path that you could go down is creating this story about how he's unreliable and, oh my God, another guy in my life who's unreliable. I can't believe this. This always happens to me. Like there's no good guys out there. And maybe you're swan diving into a bowl of noodles and you're watching eat, pray, love, and you're crying your eyes out being like, where is he already? Like, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. I might as well get a cat and start knitting. Like this is just my life, right? Because you haven't heard from him in two hours and you were so confused. Like we had such a good connection. I don't know what went wrong. Like there must be something wrong with me. Like our minds can totally spiral and the feelings that come up from this one little fact, one little experience gives us a window into our rootedness, our self-awareness, our self-assuredness, our confidence, our trust and belief in others, our security, our attachments. Has anyone ever had this happen to themselves? I have. And it's like, wow, okay. I have a lot of work to do here around attachments <laughs> and worthiness and my belief around men and dating. Okay. So that could be one story and the feelings around rejection and heartache and insecurities are real. And our opportunity in that moment is to look at those. And that's where we get to heal. It's not the story. It's the feelings that come up and how we relate to the facts. A different story could be, well, he must've been busy. Something must've come up. I hope he's okay. What if he's not okay? Maybe I should check his Instagram. Let me check his Facebook. Should I call all the local hospitals while well, his phone is still like the text message went through green, normally it goes through blue. Like, I hope he's safe. Now you could get into worry mode and freaking out like, oh my God, is he okay? It could trigger an old wound. Maybe you had a, a friend or a partner that you didn't hear from and they got hurt or they were in an accident and now like not hearing from them triggers all this old stuff. So it's a wound that gets opened, right? Or maybe you're like, well, he probably got busy he'll call me later. And you just go about your life and you don't even think anything of it. Completely unattached. No big deal. I'm fine. I'm rooted. I'm safe. We'll figure it out. All different stories, same facts. Are you starting to see the difference here of how our minds can get wrapped up into filling in the gaps when we don't have all the information? And that is the tricky part. When we don't have all the information, our minds will go to well, when was the last time this happened? And it's probable that it's this, this, and this, and we'll try and fill in the gaps. We'll try to rationalize. We'll try to create stories to calm our nervous system or to fire our nervous system up. See, I told you, I told you we shouldn't have done online dating. I told you you couldn't trust him. Right. And so maybe the next day he call, you get a phone, a, a phone call from a random number and you have no idea who it is and it's him. And he leaves you a voicemail. Hey, I am so sorry. I, you know, was at a work event and I left my cell phone and when I went back to get it, it wasn't there. And it turns out it got stolen and I had to file a police report and I'm calling you from my roommate's phone. And I had to go, you know, I had to go through my phone records to find your phone number. And like, oh my gosh, I spent all of this time creating this story 
about this man who I really like that he didn't like me and that he was rejecting me and all this when it was, there was a simple explanation. I just didn't have all the facts. And I created this story that was such a waste of time and energy, but it showed me where I get to do the work because my emotions, my feelings are valid. My feelings of disappointment, my feelings of rejection, my feelings of self-abandonment, self-worthiness, all of that is real and valid and a reaction to the facts, which means now we get to do the inner work so that the next time that happens, we feel more rooted and we gather information to get the facts before we jump to conclusions. We jump to conclusions and make up a whole story powerful stuff. When you really start to dig in, you're like, okay, what is a different story I could tell myself right now? What is a different possibility for me in this scenario? So once you understand facts, stories, feelings, and you combine that with radical self-awareness and radical self-responsibility and radical permission, things start to get a little bit more like clear, I guess you could say, when you are reactive, when you are dealing with conflict, you can sort of step back and say, okay, what are the facts? What is the story I'm choosing to tell? What are the feelings that I get to now work through? And how can I choose a different story? What other information do I need in order to validate this story? So this happened to me recently, actually, the reason why I had such a difficult week last week was because I had an experience with someone and things didn't go my way. I had a certain expectation and I was very confused and I thought I had all the facts and I created this whole story about this whole situation. And it was really quite heartbreaking for me. And I had to kind of navigate through that. And then this past weekend, I got more information, more facts were added to the story that I didn't have. And it changed everything completely. And I'm like, wow, had I known then what I know now, everything would have been different. I would have been saved from a lot of this anguish and pain and all these feelings, but also grateful that I got to look at all those pain and that feeling and to like work through it and be like, okay, so next time something like this happens, I'll have this tool and I'll have this self-awareness and I'll have this practice and I can share this story and I can ask these questions so that I can have more understanding of the facts and the story that I'm telling. But also like, wow, this adds a whole new layer to the dynamic, to the story, to the facts that I didn't even know was here. And so this is something that can happen a lot in our lives is we think we have all the information and we don't. And we're just connecting the dots with stories to soothe ourselves. The best example of this, honestly, is in the news. Like, the news is really not about reporting facts. The news is really about creating stories and creating narratives to make you feel a certain way about a certain thing. There are some news outlets out there that literally just post facts and it's up to you to extrapolate the meaning behind those facts. But most news outlets don't do that. They, they extrapolate a whole entire story to spin it in a way that they want you to be telling. So they're really controlling the narrative, probably a podcast for a different day. Anyway, 
I hope that this lands with you. It was, you know, it's always a reminder for me, you know, uh, so what was that? It's been 12 years since I went to that seminar and I'm still reminded of facts, stories, and feelings, <laughs> and, uh, it never goes away. And even though I know it, I sometimes forget it and I have to remind myself, okay, like, let me separate the facts from the story, from the feelings and choose a different story. What would be a more powerful story? What would be a better story? What would be a, a feel good story? What information do I need in order to create a story that feels good in my body? Do I even have all the facts or am I filling in a lot of blanks? So I hope you love this. If you do send me a DM on Instagram, let me know if this landed for you and what your biggest takeaway was. And of course, I love seeing you share about the podcast. It means so much to me. I'm sending you all the love. Thank you for being here. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.